Hello, everyone. This is a Donoram Monologue Podcast. I am your host, Bo, and today, as always, we will be discussing the viability and importance of video games as an artistic medium, and also that they're just wicked cool. And right now, you're probably seeing a lot in the news about nurses and what nurses go through and what a nurse does. Obviously, we're going through a time when nurses are very much needed. And if you're interested in learning more about nursing, achieving a higher education there, insight into what a life is like as a nurse, then we strongly suggest you check out Ashley Luann K on YouTube. You can find a link to her channel at rallynetwork.net or by searching Ashley Luann K on YouTube. So Final Fantasy's obviously been on my mind a lot, and uh, I, I've come to the realization um, that there's not much more in this context until I've beaten it that I can talk to you about Final Fantasy VII Remake. Because uh, any part of the game I just sort of dissect and compartmentalize, which that's what I've been trying to do for the sections that I've completed uh, for the past hour. I've been trying to cut a podcast about that, and that's not really going to work. It's probably best at this point in that game just to get through it. So, um, while I'm getting through it, because I feel very strongly that, that game deserves the best television in the house, and that television's not always available since we're all stuck in the same house 24 hours a day now, um, I kind of have to share the wealth on, wealth on there, so I, I can't always get to that, and I will not play it on the, uh, on, I will not switch the Xbox One or the PlayStation 4 out of the uh, living room and bedroom. Um, the Xbox One staying in the bedroom because it does not have Final Fantasy VII Remake. So we can stay on that inferior TV. Still a fine TV, just not worthy of the Final Fantasy VII Remake. So, um, but I, I can still talk about Final Fantasy. And um, probably the game I anticipated the most my whole life. Because as I told you on the my memories of the Final Fantasy VII original... I just sort of came across that game on accident, but the the game I most hotly anticipated in my life when I was a kid was Final Fantasy VIII. Um, the demo for it came out with Brave Fencer Musashi, another Squaresoft game in the 90s uh, that I bought simply because it had, I spent allowance on it simply because it had the Final Fantasy VIII demo, and it was a fine game in itself, uh, Brave Fencer Musashi. Tetsuya Nomura did the character design on it. Um, had a really fun, quirky, little, campy, cartoony story. Um, cute little graphics. Uh, and, and very addictive gameplay. It was, it was fine. Um, I already had a day-night cycle in the town that blew my mind. But it was more of like an action RPG thing. Heavy on the action, light on the RPG. But more importantly, it had a demo for Final Fantasy VIII. And man, it was gorgeous. And I could not wait to play the game. I really couldn't. And so finally, September 9th, uh, 1999 came around. Uh, September 9th, 1999, I believe, unless I'm totally mistaken, was also the Sega Dreamcast North America release. So um, that was kind of, that's, that's interesting. Uh, everyone knows I love Sega and the Dreamcast. But uh, Final Fantasy VIII came out. And uh, so since I've dedicated that, I will not play Final Fantasy VII Remake unless on that main TV. I can read for hours a day. That does not bother me. I'll sit on the couch and read while someone else is using that TV. But every once in a while, I do need a game. And I do need a Final Fantasy. And the Final Fantasy VIII remaster is only 20 bucks on the Xbox. It's already sitting in the bedroom. Boom. I can still Final Fantasy out back there. And Man, I forgot how much I love that game. Um, it's kind of neat because I told myself that I wouldn't use the, uh, the cheating quality of life additions they put on this... Uh, new game, but uh, I, I have to admit, I find myself using them because they're so much fun. Um, I won't bore you. You can, there's tons of uh, stuff on YouTube and 
podcast and stuff, I'm sure, to tell you all about uh, Final Fantasy VIII's uh, very quirky, very original, very, um, what I think, very cool mechanics. Um, you're going to hear a lot of people gripe about the draw system. I think the draw system's really cool. Um, it was different. It added a whole new dynamic to the gameplay. It added a sense of uh, urgency and resource planning that I really enjoyed. Um, it reminds me of the final, Resident Evil 2's ammo. So I mention that all the time, but I just, I just loved that that game was about shooting zombies. But you had to, like, if you weren't dodging zombies, you weren't going to make it through it. There was not enough ammo to do that, um, especially on harder difficulties. So that's, uh, I, I love the draw system. And um, for those of you that don't know, you do not have magic points in Final Fantasy VIII. You do not have MP. You have... Uh, a draw system where you'll encounter a draw point in the field or uh, an enemy and you will select the command draw if you have that equipped your guardian force and you pull spells out and let's say you pull three fires you can cast fire three times off that like it's literally like a bank of spells and I'm sorry I think it's cool but that's just me and man it's really hard to keep your breath when you're the only one talking on the podcast never really never really realized that until now, unless I've mentioned it before, in which case disregard. But um, so Final Fantasy VIII, uh, it, it, and there's probably plenty of people out there defending its system, and that's fine. Uh, I'll defend its system until I'm blue in the face. I love the junction system, but uh, we'll have someone else talk to you about that. I just think it's a very neat entry into the series. Um, I, I would say Final Fantasy VII is probably the one where everyone noticed um, Sakaguchi taking a, uh, a back seat the hardest. Sakaguchi, of course, being the legendary director and producer. Um, an absolute legend in uh, game design. But it, it's a. Uh, I, I would say Seven was probably uh, his most notable one where he took a back seat. But. Uh, I think he was really hands-off on 8. I think his only actual... Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think his only actual credit in it was executive producer. Um, and he, of course, left uh, Square Enix. It might have just been still Squaresoft at that point. I don't know. But it was in 2004. He actually left um, and formed his own game studio. I can't remember what it was called. But um, th this, of course, was the man who... Um, he, he was the director of 1 through 5. And... Uh, he just really left his mark on the series. I mean, he was the lit. I mean, everyone knows the story. Final Fantasy was, um, you know, it was the their last hope. Square SquareSoft's last hope in the '80s. If if that game failed, they failed. And so he was a legend. And so this game's notable that as he took a back seat, a lot of his signatures are absent from this game. And I think that's what helps it. Um, huge Sakaguchi stand, if you can tell by the way I was talking about him. But I, I think Final Fantasy needed to stay fresh. So I'm, I'm glad that happened. And again, I, I Final Fantasy is the ultimate for me. I, there's You don't get better than Final Fantasy with this guy. Um, no, except Kingdom Hearts. But a lot of people consider that one series anyway, which I've said before as well. So just all that rolled up into one. I, yeah, I'm, and I know that's a very that guy thing to say. I know I'm being that guy. But... I'm going to defend something that's very much maligned in Final Fantasy VIII that I don't think a lot of people under uh, understood, and that was a squall. Everyone says he just he just talks with the uh, ellipses, and that's not really true. Like, there's a lot to his character. He's just it. He's he's 
annoyed with the world around him. Like, he doesn't put himself out there a lot. And the game has a great reason why. If you would just play through the game, you'd get this awesome character development out of him. But it's kind of like Shinji and uh, Evangelion. They don't want to watch the character develop. They just want to make snap judgments about what he's doing in front of their face at that moment. Um, which the Evangelion one's ridiculous. Like like I said in our Evangelion podcast that I did forever ago with Luke um, last year. It, this It's very reasonable to expect a prepubescent boy or a slightly post-pubescent boy to behave in these ways. And... Um, in that series, and Squall is canonically 17 in Final Fantasy VIII, so it makes perfect sense why he's acting this way. Like, he's a teenager, and he's a bit angsty, but he's got a really good reason why. And you're, you, I think that's what upsets me the most about Final Fantasy VIII. You're just missing out on a great game. And uh, I think the, I, I love the cast. I love Irving. Um, the scene where Irving can't take the shot on, a day, on Sorceress Adea, I think that's fantastic. I think that was a beautifully made... Uh, scene because it foreshadows so well into the big reveal and um of course the character designs was were done by uh, Tetsuya Nomura um and uh, one thing that really stood out for me on Final Fantasy 8 was that uh the characters look in the field roughly the way they're supposed to look whereas in all the past Final Fantasy game they're very sprightly or in the case of 7 extremely polygonal so um I guess really what I'm trying to say is it's different, but give it a chance. Like, if you see the remaster, give it a chance, because um, I just think it was really unfortunately maligned. It, of course, is a member of the Nomura trilogy, uh, the big three that he was character designer on, um, 7, 8, and 10. He was notably not the character designer of 9, because 9 was sort of the uh, return to basics for uh, Final Fantasy, which had only been away from its basics, arguably, for two games. But they went so far away, um, 7 and 8. I mean, just 8 has this sort of, like, modern slash futuristic vibe to it where 7 was just coldly modern, um, just very dingy. And uh, then you go into 8, and it's very flashy, very glossy, very futuristic. But, um, wow, I uh, that's like... <laughs> Like Trump, I should have just done that. I should just have been Trump uh, talks about how he feels about Final Fantasy. <laughs> Look, I know the draw system. I was I was the one that came up with the draw system, and I was the one I told Sakaguchi, "Hey, fella, back off, back off. Let someone else take the reins." That was me. I I, I told them that. <laughs> uh, so if that's um, if that's something you want to hear, uh, let me know in the comments that you want me to do uh, Trump impressions, and I just won't do them. But um. So, and, and eight, I guess eight. You really just you really just need to embrace the difference in it. Um, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And oh, the, the, in the remaster, the quality of life um, editions. They're uh, I I was really against them. I wasn't going to use them. I felt like they were cheating. But man, they come in handy. This is a very grindy game, and there's sometimes when you just want to get out of the. You've got all the XP you want. You're really low on supplies. You just want to get out of there. Just turn random battles off. You could do that in this game. You just turn them off in the remaster. Um, or sometimes you just want to hit like a god mode in battle. There's a battle booster option that just makes it to where like you got limit breaks for days. You got a uh, full ATB, stuff like that. And then the other one makes the game go three times faster. So those moments when you are grinding just for XP makes it a lot easier. And I think a lot of these older JRPGs, if they get remasters, could stand to have that. Now... 
that's one side of the coin. I think that's good for introducing new fans, um, old fans that just want to experience the narrative again. I think that's very good, but I really appreciate that Dragon Quest XI was just pure grindy JRPG when it came out. Really thought that was great. Um, I love, uh, everyone who knows me knows I love Yuji Horii almost as much as like Sakaguchi and Nomura and the Final Fantasy gang. Um, but uh, anyway, um, for those of you that can't quite scratch that Final Fantasy VII remake itch, maybe you don't have a PlayStation 4, um, maybe you're in my position where you have it. You actually have the game, you're just not playing it enough. Um, the Final Fantasy VIII remaster is actually on uh, Steam. I think it's on Switch, even. I think you get it on Switch and uh, the Xbox One. So I would strongly recommend check that out. Please, please give this ugly duckling of the uh, Final Fantasy franchise a chance. Um, it really, it richly deserves it. I Trust me, it really does. Um, anyway, uh, that's just sort of a, it's, you know, it's Monday. You know, even if you're on quarantine, it's still Monday. You know, let's just, let's kind of ease back into the week, fellas. 